You're listening to the Reinvest Podcast, where we dive deep into the power of real estate investing, where you will learn how to build wealth and maximize your life. Your hosts, Garrett Gatton and Sessa Manila. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is episode 21 of the Reinvest Podcast. Seth and I get to show you how to maximize your life through the power of real estate investing by bringing you top professionals in the industry who are killing it in their own right. Uh, I've got some big announcements here for uh, 2023. Before we jump in, um, we get a chance to go to a real estate conference, Seth and I and our team, in uh, March called the Best Ever Conference. If you guys are familiar with that, that is uh, Joe Fairless. Uh, They have the longest standing daily real estate investing podcast called the Best Ever Conference podcast on real estate investing. They grind on that podcast. Dude, It's it puts <laughs> us to shame. We do every other week. They do every day. Um, so the conference we went last year, and uh, admittedly, that was the first uh, conference that we did. Uh, got yep. us outside of our walls and got to rub shoulders with some really high-level operators, um, sponsors, real estate investors for uh, four days in Denver, Colorado, which was awesome. So we're back again this uh, this year. So uh, just a shout out, if you want to join us, you should check it out in the show notes and the link will be available. There's no promo code. It's just we're just getting in and we're going to dive deep for the top information coming on for this next year for economics and different asset classes in real estate. And it's just a great time to get outside of your comfort zone. So, And we'll actually be doing a live podcast there at the conference. So. We will. Yes. We, we get an opportunity to, to get some fresh, uh, some fresh information while we'll be there. Um, let's see what else. So, oh Yeah. Seth and I, after much deliberation, uh, we will be expanding the Reinvest podcast into the Reinvest community this year. Uh, so we are adding a video component, that's right, to all of our, our episodes uh, on a YouTube channel. So more to come there, along with creating a Facebook page where you guys can follow the latest content. We'll spark great discussion about real estate. So a lot of really cool ideas. Stay tuned for that. Uh, and last but not least, uh, today's Guest is Marcel Barwanitz. Marcel, did I say your name right? Good enough, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're from you're from Germany. Berlin, Germany. Berlin, Germany. So we've got a lot of good information coming today from uh, Marcel, entrepreneur and multifamily syndicator. Um, so tell us a little bit about Marcel and kind of how he got his start. Yeah, Marcel, you <laughs> are from Germany. So welcome to the United States of America. <laughs> So you you guys Thank are currently you. yeah <laughs> you came here for school correct and you're currently living in uh, Chattanooga Chattanooga Tennessee that's right came for for playing soccer and school was a little bit like the side gig right <laughs> there you go okay <laughs> so uh, Marcel is the founder community manager of Multifamily Freedom Chasers so that's his uh, real estate investing group that he's a, a partner of. And they're quickly growing and have a, uh, a growing community of 750 real estate investing professionals um, that are active um, on their Facebook page and, and uh, their Zoom calls that they do. So they have a weekly Zoom call every Sunday. Uh, and you guys have lately been maxing that out with 100 people in each Zoom call. Um, so that's pretty cool. And you had said to us that this Sunday, which this episode will already be aired, but you guys have Rod Cleef coming on there. So. Right. Uh, that's a that's an awesome opportunity. So for anybody, their link is going to be in the um, 
video description as well. So if you want to go check out their Facebook page and the resources that they're pumping out, it would definitely be a help for you and your real estate investing journey. So uh, Marcel is the youngest people manager at Volkswagen in the US. So that's, that's your nine to five, right? That's the grind, man. That's what keeps paying the bills in the family so that we can keep stacking money in the assets. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, you guys just recently closed on a 40-unit multifamily property outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. So that's been uh, kind of the first big one for you guys. Is that correct? That's right. All right. That's awesome. So is it Volkswagen or Volkswagen? <laughs> it's actually Volkswagen. Matter of fact, Volks Volkswagen. Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, you would pronounce the V as an F, Volkswagen, and the, the W as a V. Uh, to overcomplicate it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there'll be a quiz so at strange. the end of this episode. This is America. All right. I love it. So I guess start us off, Marcel. How did you first learn about real estate investing? Where did you get your start at? Yeah, look, so um, I would say I've always been one of those guys that was eager to learn, right? Read books, listen to or watch YouTube videos, whatever. I got inspired, got excited, but I had this German mindset, right? And the German mindset is low risk, low risk, keep your money in the bank. That's where it's safe, right? Don't invest in yourself. Find something that's free. Hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that creates analysis paralysis, I like to call it. So I went through a long period of analysis paralysis, started my job. I was like, yeah, let's go corporate world. You know, I'm going to be a big shot. Let's go. I can put it on my nice LinkedIn page and stuff, you know. And, uh, and I would say probably right before COVID it was where I finally felt like I need to like kick uh, the gear into shift and uh, started taking taking action and invested in myself that that's when I started you know investing into a program that gives me some guidance and back then man I I started uh, creating a website actually I don't know if I told you about this before um I created the number one organically ranking we buy houses website in northern virginia um at that time we were living uh, right outside of DC Wow! Um, but I kicked that off, but then realized it's great to have an amazingly performing website if you don't know much about real estate yet and how to close deals. <laughs> so I got, I got leads, but didn't know how to close them, you know? Um, That's a good then, problem to have, I guess. <laughs> I guess, you know, but nah, then I, I started investing some money into, into the sub two community, right? The subject two. Uh, mentorship with with Pace Morby, and that's where I really learned a lot. You know, that's when I started really uh, moving forward. Also, getting a couple of deals under my belt, single family stuff, right? Just like everybody else. Um, and uh, not too long ago, say six months ago, I pivoted because I noticed single family is all a bit messy. You know, I'm in the corporate world. Yeah, I like everything streamlined. I'm German, you know, I like processes. I like to invest some time and then manage myself out of the pro the process, right? And have the process still run. Single family, don't get me wrong, you can do it. But I, I felt like my time was spent better in the commercial world. Hmm. Because on a single family home, you know, if you have a di distressed seller and you talk to him, there's a reason why the seller is distressed, right? So there's a reason why he runs his property into foreclosure. Now you go to him and you try to explain a complex problem to him and try to explain to him why he should sell the house to you at a discount or under creative finance terms. So good luck with that. Not easy. It's doable. Don't get me wrong. Right. But but difficult. And I like to have uh, high professional conversations. I enjoy that. You know. So 
when I get exposed to the multifamily real estate space, right, commercial real estate, the the conversations you have are on a different level. You deal with a lot more professionals. You really every deal you build a business out of that deal, right? Right. Uh, and that's that's where I saw like, hey man, you know, I can really just use my skills from the from the corporate world and pivot it right in there, flip flop it into that industry. You learn, right? But you can learn quick. It's no big deal. It's just taking like taking another job in the corporate world. Um, so, so yeah, that's what we kicked off. How did what did that look like when you made that pivot? Like, uh, did you shut down the website uh, that was giving you single family leads? Explain the mindset, and then practically, how did you pivot? Yeah, I shut it all down, man. I shut it all down. I legitimately just sold my last flip about two and a half weeks ago. That was still in the pipeline that we had to finish, uh, and I took some money in the hand again, right? I took some money in the hand. I was like, man, I got to spend money to to really fast track this, right? Because I don't have 12 hours a day, I can't just spend my whole day on YouTube and educate myself. Honestly, nor do I have the patience for it. So I spent some money again, spent some money on a mentor, spent some money on, on on guidance. You know, what do I need to do? Because I'm an executor, man. I'm an executor. I'm not somebody that likes to reinvent the wheel. I don't have the patience for that. So took some money again, threw it out there. A lot of people, you know, the audience is going to say, well, I don't have the money. Yeah, you can make it work. Freaking get a loan if you believe in yourself. You know, <laughs> if, if, if you can buy a car, you can buy into a mentor. You can buy into a mentorship or something like that. So people, people think too small, right? Mm. If you believe in yourself, do it. Move forward. So, so here, then here's where the rubber meets the road. If you are not willing to get a loan or you don't have the money, but you're not willing to go find the money, does that mean you don't believe in yourself? It could be. It, it means that you have doubts, right? It means like, am I really, am I really all in, or or am I just kind of all in? Am I just liking the idea of it? Do I just like to see the end result, but really not the process to it, right? So, I mean, there's multiple ways of doing it. You don't have to spend the money. You can spend your time. Now you can ask yourself, how much is my time worth? You know, how yeah. much do I pay myself an hour to spend with, you know, my family, for example, right? How much is that worth to me? So. You got to think of it from a bigger picture perspective and not just see like the dollar amount or something like that. No, I think that's good because at the end of the day, it's it's less about the dollar amount and it's more about cost. Uh, we have all types of resources and things have value to us. Uh, so what does something cost to us? Uh, what are you willing to put into it? Because if, if it's free, you don't appreciate it. So there's got to <laughs> be some cost involved because that's when the heat really gets cranked up and you, you excel. Um I can't tell you how much of my learning and my growth has come from throwing myself into situations that I did not have the competency for and just like trying to stay above water and flailing. And eventually your muscles get strong enough to where you can tread water and it doesn't feel as much of a panic, you know? Um, so absolutely, I would say there's very practical steps people can take, even if it's not dropping a lot of money. It's okay, what can you do today that has some cost where you can start learning and growing. Um, so right. you, you realized that you couldn't scale the mul the single family side of things. You pivoted to multifamily. Um, when you did that in your mind, what were the resources that you identified that you needed in order to really go full in on the multifamily side? Yeah, that's, uh, it's an amazing question because the multifamily game is, is on a different level, right? There's more to it. The process in, in a nutshell is the same, but it's just so much more detailed, you know? Um, and if you really want to swing that on your own, you, I mean, look, I always say you can do, you can do anything you believe, you know, you can do. But um, on as, a, as an individual, closing a multifamily deal of like 40, 100, 200, 300 units, that takes a lot of effort. 
you know. Um, and now considering that I do have the nine to five, which never stays or, or tends to be a nine to five, right? I do have a wife that I need to pay attention to, right? And we all, let's be honest, you know, we, we all fail at times uh, on that, right? right? I do have small two children, same thing. So I need a team, you know, I need a team. Um, and, and I noticed that very early on, but I, I, I caution people. I tell them, be cautious, you know, what partnerships you're building, build your partnerships. Very, very intentional. You can run on your own, run on your own and create a skill, you know, that adds value to somebody else that might be further along the line. Right. So you could, for example, uh, develop the skill, talking to brokers, underwriting acquisitions, right? Find a deal, find a deal. You created value because you spend time with it. Bring it to somebody that's that's more experienced and has processes in place, and run it together, right? And now you're 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 like a joint venture. You do a joint venture. It's not a partnership, right? It's a joint venture. It's a one-time thing essentially. But down the line, what I encourage people to do is you, you got to build a team. You know, you got to build a team, people that you trust, people that have the same core values than you do. It's so important, man. Our team and 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 myself, we have eight, nine core values um, that, that we really stick to and that we go through. And uh, we actually we actually parted with, with, some, uh, with one team member not too long ago because we felt like that not all core values were met. And, you know, that can lead to big issues down the line. It might just be something small today, but that translates into the future and you're in for longevity, right? So partnerships, the people around you, proximity, that's where it's at, man. What are your, what are your core values? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that. So, so, so <laughs> I, I should have pulled them up here. Put you on so the hot seat. Yeah, they're, they're, there's a, I don't know them. I don't have them all memorized, right? But but one of them is transparency. So that means everything, you need to be transparent to one another. So there is uncomfortable discussions happening. How can you have these conversations? You know, are you going to get your feelings hurt? Are you going to be emotional? Um, another is alignment. Alignment, that's huge. So I'm, I'm touching on the big ones, right? right. Um Alignment means we're always on the same page. You know, we're not running in different directions. We have the same goals. We have the same, we're locked in on our mission. The mission is what's needed to achieve your vision, right? Um, so I would say that is really what we're locked in. Um, and, and it starts also with with a passion. Right? You have to have a passion for something. So that's right. something that we were very strong on. And then commitment as well. If you're not locked in, you know, and you feel like, well, I want to do this at the side, on the side, I want to do this. Then, then we say, hey, look, we have, like I said, spouses, we have kids, you know, and and we're we're sacrificing time of that. And if you're not willing to do that, you know, or yeah. you want to do something yeah. else, that's not fair to our families, you know. So we all got to be locked in on that. So that's there's eight, nine deep core values, but this is like in a nutshell what what was really important to us. I, the commitment thing is is probably one of the harder ones because sometimes people don't know how committed they're going to be. Yet it's still early on. They like the idea of being yep. a syndicator, a real estate investor. They think that's the focus they want to have. And it's just hard to be honest with yourself. So like as the process begins to play out and you start to see maybe somebody else and you question their commitment level, maybe they don't see it yet, you know, and uh, that's tough. But the transparency thing hopefully lays the groundwork that you can have conversations early on and frequently so that you can make those pivots and adjustments. And if somebody's not in the right, you know, the right seat on the bus or just the right bus in general, you can catch that. You have so, to. You know, you talk about how partners, you know, you realize for your goals and, you know, 
so you could still have a life and be with your family. Uh, you know, partners were the integral part of that. So how did you um, essentially find your partners? How did you develop these strong partnerships that have alignment, that have the transparency? Where'd you find these people? Because that's what everybody yeah. else is going to be asking. So it, it translates back to to investing, right, in yourself. Um, and and what you said, Garrett, when you put when you put your money or your or something that costs you something, right, in a place that keeps you keeps you more accountable. But mm-hmm. the same counts for the people around you, right? The people that put, let's say, uh, money down somewhere, they're in it for for the real deal, right? So you surround yourself already with people that are not tire kickers, so to speak. That's true. Um, and and when I when I started this mentorship. Um, a matter of fact, I'd like to to, to name drop this guy. Uh, his name is Carlos Salguero. Uh, he's he's based out of Denver, Colorado, and has been an absolute, I mean, absolute amazing mentor for for all of us, and has pushed us really um, into into the really the trajectory that we have right now. You know, so he's he's been a great role model. Um, but uh, my first partner, his name is Trevor amazing guy i'm gonna to have to bring him here one day a couple yes. months down the line because you guys need to listen to that guy i mean <laughs> if it wasn't for him you know I'd, I'd be a nobody i am a nobody without that guy you know wow. um and uh, we were in the room with uh, the beginning of the mentorship you know you have zoom calls and stuff like that and you could kind of tell who are the people you know that are speaking up that try to be visible and everything that are intentional you know and and i saw him as, as one of those so i was like hey man we should jump on a call you know I think it was a Thursday night. We we were all in a, on a group call, and then Saturday morning we hopped on, and it was weird, man. It was so weird. You know that moment when you click with somebody after yeah. like a minute, and you feel like we have so much in common. It's yeah. it's it's weird. Like I found I mean, my wife. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> different type of click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I hope so. Um, <laughs> but you're gonna say that about Seth, you know. But somehow you missed the opportunity. But <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm okay. My feelings are okay. <laughs> Regardless, that that's how it started, right? And uh, so he he's got a wife. We're both same age, right? He's got small two small children. He was actually uh, one of the quarterbacks of the University of Texas when he went to school. So you know, I played soccer. He played football and uh, it, there, there was just so many commonalities and we were just having like same experiences, thinking the same way about stuff, both similar kind of leadership skills. And uh, we just said, hey, you know what? We should we should hold each other accountable. Let's become accountability partners. You know, let's let's do this together. But again, not partners, right? Accountability partners. Yeah, you know, right. let's 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 propel one another. And that's how this started. Um, and first four to six week went, weeks went by, I hammered him down, man. I'm the guy, the activator, right? I'm an activator. Hence, Marcel the activator. Yeah, yeah. Tell your audience <laughs> on Instagram, follow Marcel the activator if you want to get activated. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get activated. <laughs> man, like, but I was in his head, right? Every time because I, I, I like to take action. I can take action. You know, I, I go run every day. And I, and I called him. I said, hey, did you do this? We said, we're going to do this, right? So did you do it? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I need to. Or yeah, I have. And and I and I dropped kind of the frequency of those calls. And he's telling that till today. He says, every time back then, you know, when I got uncomfortable or I didn't want to do something, I didn't feel like it. I always had this German dude in my head, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, I have to do this because of Marcel. He's going to call me out, you know, so, something along those lines. Um, so we did that and now we became partners naturally. You know, we said like, man, look, we should do this together. Why why do I call brokers? You call brokers. We inter interact with the same guys partially, right? Let's do this together, man. We're 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 so good together. Um, did that. 
And then we saw another student um, who was absolutely crushing it on a Zoom call and was presenting a deal that he was already like walking. It was like a $60 million deal in, in Philadelphia, you know, like a high, wow. high rise. And we were like, we we're all like, wow, this guy's crushing it. And he's talking about the deal to our mentor, Carlos, you know, and showing the underwriting, what he did. And we're like, this guy was super in the weeds, the numbers, like super proficient. And I just texted Trevor, right? And I'm like, man, I hope this guy has a nine to five job. I hope the guy has a wife and kids, you know, and <laughs> let's, let's get him on our team. And I called him up I, afterwards. I hope and, he played rugby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it turned out to be same thing, right? I mean, he also works a job. He's a doctor of pharmacy, uh, working in the corporate world, um, has, a, has a lot of responsibility on drug safety aspects, has a wife, you know, two small children. So it just meant to be, right? And it sounds a little bit easy, so I don't want to discourage people out there. Um, but you just got to get yourself into the right rooms, right? It, it wasn't just lucky. It was also me putting myself yes. in the right surroundings and forcing that to happen, right? No, and so I, I want to follow the the bread kind of crumb trail here. There's a there's a formula that you just talked about. And anybody who kind of is, is maybe wanting to make excuses for themselves uh, or not really looking under the surface of what you said is going to say, oh, he was just fortunate enough to find those partners. But- you joined a mentor group, Paste Morby. Is that where you found these guys or was this a different mentor group that you had put yourself into? No, it was the multifamily mentor basically that I bought into. That's why I found them. Funny enough, Trevor was already part of Sub2 as well, but I just never met him there. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. So yeah. you bought into these mentor groups uh, and just by spending the money, you entered, like they vetted out 75% of all of the people that are like not serious about it don't believe in themselves, aren't whatever it is. So yeah. you're already putting yourself in the right room, but it wasn't just, it didn't stop there. You took initiative. You reached out to Trevor to say, Hey, let's talk. So you showed initiative on your part. And then you never just jump in with somebody and go a hundred miles an hour. There's a progression to everything. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I think people who are hasty are like, okay, let's go partner on a deal. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's so many steps. Like you could be doing so many things before that to figure out, is this in a relationship that I want to invest in? Um, Take me out to dinner first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to know me. Come on. Hey, I'll so, be honest no. with you guys. They're, seriously, now that we're looking for another edition again, right? Because we parted with one team member and, and it was a, a very comfortable um, separation, right? This guy is going to crush it in what he's planning to do. But the person we're trying to bring on now, we said, hey, let's date. Yep. Lessons learned, right? Why, why do you yeah. commit yourself to a partnership too early? Let's date. Let's date for a couple months. See how this goes, you know, for both sides and be transparent yep. about how this is going. Well, is that the uh, underwriter that you guys have on your banner? Is that the guy that's thinking about joining the team? No, so we we don't ha we don't have him advertised anywhere. He's basically Mister Mister X. Nobody knows about him because we haven't spoken to anybody nor the community about him because nice. it's dating. We're in dating phase now. You know, we just right. see how does it go, and if it goes well, then we bring him the light on the banner. That's Victor. That's the underwriter from Philadelphia. That's uh, that we joined. That joined our team um, as the third member. Nice. Wow. So. I know one thing that you're passionate about and one of the kind of the ethos of multifamily freedom chasers is looking, finding uh, high functioning young professionals who have nine to fives, who have a W2 job. They, they don't do real estate investing full time and encouraging them, activating them to get in, to jump in, to say, yes, you can do this. 
And one of the big messages is that your job that you do in the corporate world or wherever that is, is not a deterrent or a negative, but a strength. Can you elaborate on that? Like, why is that, why that mindset? So powerful, right? Um, look, to all, to all the people out there, right? To all uh, your entire audience, my goal is that today when you joined this podcast, um, you were like, oh, I have a couple doors, you know, or I don't know if I can get into real estate. I have a job. I don't know if I can do it. My goal is that at the end of the, this podcast, you feel empowered to take one step, to take just one step, one uh, leap of faith, you know, to take action. If, if I can do that in this podcast, I, I reach my goal because here's the thing. Everyone can do it. Everyone can do it. And especially all you nine to fivers out there, because you have a major advantage, a major edge actually to a lot of people that are not exposed to, to uh, functioning in a highly professional environment. You know, I mean, look at, look at myself, Volkswagen Group of America. Okay. We sell hundreds of thousands of cars a year. Okay. Can you imagine if you built that? Somebody had to build that. Somebody had to build that, that company. I mean, it's it's not just a button that's being pushed and it's an automatic process. You know, it happens. There's actual people working that making that work, you know, and these people are highly professional people that, that manage to get that done, right? And one of them is you out there too, right? One of the listeners right now, different industry, different something, but you're bringing a lot of value to your employer right now and your employer is paying you a pretty penny for it, right? Heck, maybe it's even six figures. Okay, he's he's willing to pay you six figures for a service that you provide to him. So what makes you think that the skills you bring to the table to your employer today, you couldn't just flip flop into a different industry such as multifamily real estate or real estate in general, you know, and mm -hmm. apply those skills for yourself? Absolutely, you can do it. Just get a framework, right? You you can you just need to execute. I don't know what, what do you call it, uh, uh, a scope of work. You can follow a scope of work at your nine to five. Why wouldn't you be able to follow a scope of work outside of your nine to five? You absolutely yeah. can, and everybody can do it. It's it's uh, acknowledging that you have spent time developing skills, experience, and then just figuring out with some intentionality and some help how they apply. Um, because at the end of the day, it's all people. It's all business. This that you reduce them down, you boil them, you get the same core things at the level of any industry, you just have to learn the nuances of it, which then comes into the mentorship, the networking, the education piece of that things, um, which I think is empowering. So uh, what, what are ways that you see people who have W2 jobs applying their skill sets into multifamily real estate or just real estate investing? Well, you know, what's the first problem is the first problem is people say, I don't have time, right? So you're actually already at level two or level three. This is the, this is this is what I said, you know. I said, man, I don't know if I have time to be like fully intentional about it and not just swing it whenever I can, you know. Because people talk about massive action, take massive action. Well, I can't. I have a nine to five. I have kids. I have a wife. Well, what means massive action? Define massive action. For me personally, Marcel the Activator, massive action means two to four hours a day spending on real estate. That's massive yeah. action for me, you know? Right. Now, if I go to an entrepreneur, if I go to you, Garrett, right? Full-time real estate professional. And I say, hey, are you taking massive action real estate two to four hours a day? You say, what? You, you, you call me lazy, right? <laughs> so, so put that into translation. And I like to use the word consistent action. Take consistent yeah. action. It doesn't really matter how much, as long as it's consistent. And the problem is you got to develop a mindset for that first. 
So I actually, here again, I invested, right? And now guys, I don't have a bunch of money available. I really don't, right? So you got to put some money aside that you can spend on stuff or you figure it out online. Again, it's all out there. Everything is free. It's all out there. You just have to funnel it, right? But for 12 weeks, I learned how can I perform on a high level outside of my job? I was good in my job, but outside of my job, how can I streamline my time? Man, I learned time blocking. I learned being aware of the things I'm doing. I learned then how decisions I'm making impact other things in my life, impact my goals. I was intentional about goals before I didn't really have personal goals. Right. You know, I had KPIs at my job. Great. Right. Right. <laughs> but that's that's level one, really, because you got to find, first of all, where can I spend this time? I have a model week right now. I know exactly when I'm supposed to do what. That doesn't mean I have to, but I never waste time in the moment thinking like, okay, I have 30 minutes now. What am I going to do? Now you're going to spend 20 minutes thinking about what you're going to do, and you're actually going to spend 10 minutes on actually doing it. So you waste the time again, right? So once you have that figured out, that baseline, you know, on 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 being clear, I have the time because everybody does have it. That's when you jump into into the content. And really, multifamily real estate, how can I get started? Surround yourself with people, right? What I would yeah. say, and this is not with me saying like, hey, become a follower or so, but join into this free multifamily freedom chaser Facebook group. There's a bunch of like-minded people, all high-level professionals, right? Yep. They all follow the same goal. They all in the same spot. And there's free education out there. We've created a full ecosystem, all for free. Activation Zoom on a Sunday, Monday, we do broker calls. Man, we have leaders in the community that are on a call with you. You call brokers and they're there with you. They assist you if they have to. They give you critique. You know, they they pave the way for you. So it's everything handheld, right? Tuesdays, we do napkin underwriting, high-level underwriting. Now you get all the documents in place from that broker, right? You got like the critical documents, trailing 12, like the financials, right? A rent roll. What am I going to do with that now? Well, Next day, you take it to the napkin underwriting Zoom. We have another community leader there that helps you with everybody together to underwrite that deal on a high level. You know, is it, is it a deal or is it a turd, we call it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on Wednesday, then, we have um, one of our uh, community leader debt brokers there that can help you then with the financing aspect. Okay, I underwrote the deal. I know now there's upside to it. How's the financing looking with uh, like it? Because that's what's dynamic in the market, right? The financing is always dynamic, can change a deal in a, in, a, in a week. So they give you feedback there. They give you exactly what you need to know. And that way, we activate the people. Everything is there. So now you get some momentum going on and then it's up to you, man. You know, you have the people around you. I mean, you're exposed to high level people. It's all it takes. Wow. So, I mean, you're essentially building a pipeline for somebody to be able to take a deal and get it all the way from start to finish. And there's ownership. They have to carry it. They have to, you know, go through each of those phases, but you're creating the environment. You're laying the table for them to do that. Um, and you said that that's free. I mean, people. It's all free. Wow. I don't want to make money with this. You know, there's 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 other people out there that start charging and stuff like that. But, you know, I'll be honest with you. There's not enough money we would be making from monetizing education, you know, as opposed to what we can make by building up this community and start um, an environment of doing deals together and elevating one another. You know, I, I don't want to sell somebody something. I want to elevate them. I want to make them better. And I want them to impact other people again to become better. And and while that all grows together, 
man, I mean, the sky is the limit, you know, let me do, let me do a couple of deals with somebody that's going to go way beyond than me charging freaking, I don't know, like $99 subscription fee for like a zoom vault or something like that. You know, right. I want to provide free value, but it's also a disadvantage, right? Like you say, Garrett, because free people take for granted. So yeah. it also, it, it, it separates those kind of people. Right. But we always want to do everything for free, man. It, it propels us, gets us going. There's a, I'm sorry, real quick. Just, I think of rising tides, raise all ships. So it's that mentality that if we kind of all help each other, elevate together, activate that it's not a, a, you know, territorial kind of thing. If I help you win, I'm going to be better off for it. And we operate our business that way from a real estate side of things. And it's amazing when you do something for somebody, (laughs) how it comes back, not just in one way, but in a multiplicity of ways. So I love that mindset. Um, so your, uh, your community, how long have you guys been doing the multifamily freedom chasers kind of like publicly? Has it been a few months? (laughs) Man, look, we, we started a zoom on Sundays with the other mentees just to huddle together and be a leader, right? Say, Hey, come together and let's look at what we learned that started with like 17 people in that zoom about six months ago. And, um, I mean, now we have a hundred and plus maxing. We, We just had to get a new subscription actually, so we can get past that. Um, but the the Facebook group, you know, at some point I saw that it was growing. I was like, man, I feel like we're starting from scratch every time with the Zoom, you know, like we had no CRM in place, really nothing, like no communications. It was all just like Instagram and like our mentorship, I guess. And I was like, it's, let's put a Facebook group together just so we have it centralized everything. So it wasn't even like, let's build this community, you know, let's just put a Facebook group together. So we have some central space where people can talk to one another and see when a Zoom uh, is scheduled for. So that started about three months ago now. Three months ago. <laughs> wow. That's, so, yeah, that's and, awesome. And then, yeah, and then we just had to create, we had to create a name, you know, like, how do we call this this Facebook group? That's how the Freedom Chaser started. Like we needed to give it a name. I had no idea how to call this thing. So that's how we came up with Freedom Chasers. <laughs> that's wow. awesome. Have you guys had anybody in your community uh, bring like you as, you know, you and your partner a deal yet? Like say like, hey, yeah. would you be interested in partnering with me on this? All the time. All the time. We actually turn a lot down. Um, and for two reasons. Number one, we locked in on three f- core focus markets, Columbus, Ohio, Knoxville, Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee, because we want to build our processes around uh, we want to build our deal around existing processes as opposed to recreate processes every single time around a new deal, right? So in these in these core markets, you can create your processes. And then once the deals are there, you just funnel them into your existing process. Efficiency, right? Um, and a lot, of, a lot of people bring us deals, you know, that, that are outside of our focus market. So we say, hey, look, you know, not, not really interested, but here, here, here are these leaders in the community that probably would take this on. And we can give you some feedback, no problem, right? But probably not nothing for us. Um, second thing is, again, if you get into a partnership in multifamily real estate, it's not just your regular flip three months, you're done. You say, okay, this was good. This was bad. doesn't matter. It was a one-timer, man. You're like married for like years, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. have a business plan, three, five, 10 years, right? So you don't want to just jump into, into that with anybody. So you gotta be really cautious with that. But we have, we have, uh, um, Actually, two guys in in the community. I'm I'm very very convinced of them, and uh, they have a deal that's close to one of our focus markets. Where I said, "Listen, guys, if you take real action and you're driving this whole thing, and we're more of a consultant, you know, 
I'm willing to go into this deal with you. And these guys are absolutely amazing. They show up every time. They do the work. They're diligent. They're proactive. And and I can't wait, man. I, ho- I ho- we're, we're actually, we just submitted an LOI uh, three days ago. It's a deal in Birmingham, matter of fact. So it's only it's only two hours away from Chattanooga. Um, and uh, they, they have experience in asset management and everything. So absolute killers. So there's always an exception to the rule. Wow. A, you guys have something that you're focused on, but B, it's the flexibility to be able to move outside of that pivot. Yeah, Yeah, that was great. All right, we're going to jump into our smaller pocket segment. So I know that we had talked about maybe you don't have like a horror story per se, but why don't you go ahead and do a deep dive uh, into this 40 unit? And kind of maybe talk about some of the big challenges that popped up as you guys were trying to get that across the finish line. And even after you got it across the finish line, some of those big, big items that you had to really start hammering to make it a stable asset. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and look, look, that horrible deal might, might still be ahead of me, right? You never know. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, but we all, it's all just an opportunity, right? You just got to turn it around and get it done. But. 40 units. I mean, we bought it uh, owner man. It was owner managed for for over 20 years. Matter of fact, it was owner managed by the city council attorney. <laughs> wow, um, great guy, right? I mean, he he was very business savvy and everything. So you would wonder why why does it have so much deferred maintenance? And his answer was, man, it made me money for over 20 years. You know, I I it it was making money. I have lots of stuff going on. You know, it wasn't my main priority, and it was making money. So. How can you blame it? Significantly on the market. Um, once uh, we got the rent rolls, we really realized like what kind of a deal it is because the rent roll was on a yellow page, written out, handwriting, <laughs> right? And <laughs> and uh, and I only saw that once we were actually um, already on the contract because the broker um, took all that initial stuff from from him and put it in a spreadsheet. You know, so I I first got the broker's spreadsheet. So I was like, okay, this doesn't look very professional, but good enough. And then once we got the updated rent, well, while we were on the contract, you know, it was basically like a, <laughs> a scan scan document from the seller. <laughs> um, but 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 hey, th- these are the great deals. To be honest with you, right now you gotta be cautious because you gotta make sure that 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 stuff is correct, right? So we did a lease audit. Uh, looked at the leases and realized, I mean, there was leases 2008, 2012, 2017. Wow. I mean, month by month, you know, it's not a, it's not bad, right? But now some of them said, okay, $450 a month. So we had to run a stopples, right? We had to get like a one pager that the tenant signs. What am I paying today? What's my name? What's my contacts and everything? So I looked at the stopple. The stopple said for Mary in unit one, she's paying $650, but her lease says $450 you know, from like mm-hmm. 2008. <laughs> wow. So, so you can tell already like the, 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 the books are, are a complete mess. Um, which is fine though, because now when you want to turn the units, um, you can actually turn them a lot quicker, right? Because usually a business business plan, you look, you turn units in like up to like put a business plan up to three years, right? Because somebody has a, a, um, a lease in place for another nine months, another 12 months, another six months. And you can't, you can't just open them up all at once, right? Because you'd create vacancy. Um, so it, it was challenging, right? Because there was just so much, I would say uncertainty, but not an uncertainty that you could figure out. It just took a lot of work. Um, but this is really where 
if you put in the work and you don't put your head in the sand, you know, and you have a team around you that keeps encourages you to keep moving forward. Um, that that's where really you can achieve greatness because in the end, it's all about providing value. If you can provide value, if you can solve a problem, you get paid. That's how you right. get value back, right? right? If you can solve a big problem, you get paid big. If you only solve a small problem that everybody solves, you're not going to get paid big, right? Um, and and that deal was just very eye-opening for everything. And once we, once we um, um, closed the deal and we brought the management company on, I mean, these these tenants paid their rent with money orders, you know, checks to the owner's wow. office where they dropped it off, you know. And it, it's not like your A-class asset where they all have a, an, an iPhone 14, you know. Right. Um, some of them was hard to get a hold of, you know. God forbid them using emails, you know. So, <laughs> boy, I mean, I, I actually, matter of fact, I went and um, after like three weeks when I noticed it was a little bit sluggish, right? Um, because we got it, we got to keep the cash flow up. Got to keep the cash flow up. Right. It got a little sluggish, and man, I drove there and I knocked on every single door. I knocked on every single door. I introduced myself. Hey, you know, my name is Marcel. I'm one of the new owners. Just wanted to ask you, did you get in touch with the new management team? Where, do you know where to pay your rent? How to pay your rent? Yada yada yada. And um, and people really appreciated that. And that and that was the day when everything kicked off. I took notes. What's your cell phone number? What's your email? Uh, what's your name? <laughs> um, just to double check everything again, right? Um, and gave that to the management team. And they were like, Marcel, we're so thankful that you did that because you just caught us up by like six weeks or so. Like, because when they go there, they knock on doors. Not everybody's always there. You know, now they also have 2,000 other units they're taking care of, right? Wow. So um, it takes the initiative, right? Are you willing to do what it takes, you know, to get it done while still navigating through life's challenges, like my job and everything else, but it's all doable and everyone can do it. Awesome. 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 Hey, we're going to go into our little nugget, uh, which is one practical takeaway or piece of advice for our listeners to implement uh, on their real estate investing business. Um, I tell you this, and I said it today already, it's proximity, get in the right rooms, be surrounded by the right people, you know? I mean, look look at two, you two. There's a reason why the two of you spend a lot of time together, you know? Um, you both have similar goals, right? You both hold each other accountable. You both push one another up. Can you imagine if you, Garrett, were doing this on your own the whole time? Would, do you think you would be better off or you think you would feel... Oh, yeah. I would be right way behind. Yeah. And, and, and also, it depends on who you surround yourself with. So, if you surround yourself with people that are already a couple steps above you, right? That now you naturally, you naturally have to grow towards them, right? Now, if you if you're the big shot and there's people, you know, that are usually not on your level yet, now there isn't much room for you to grow, right? Because where do you grow to? Right. right. Um, so I, I always say be in the right rooms, man. I mean, we're we're we, we just invested actually again in in, in in more proximity because we just noticed how how heavy that is. I mean we 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 are around people right now that have over a billion dollars in asset under management and just being in the room wow. with these guys and ask them questions you know and, oh, yeah. and pick their brains and and them genuinely caring also about you you know like doing the right things and knowing you by the name and you're not just a guy on a zoom call with 200 other guys on there you know that 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 changes everything and your your mindset man gets gets propelled into into a level that that before you didn't think was possible because between you and I, 40 units to me sounds extremely small now. Right. Right. 
sounds extremely small, but six months ago, man, I was like, if I could have 40 units for my entire real estate portfolio when I retire, I'd sign today. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's good. I We had a client of ours who said, my goal is to always be the dumbest guy in the room. It's true. And that is, I've really grabbed a hold of that. And, you know, it sounds intimidating at first, like who wants to be seen as like dumb or incompetent or, you know, but at this, at the end of the day, if I'm in a room with somebody who's managing a billion dollars of assets, I, I want to be the dumb guy because there's something I now have the opportunity to learn. Um, man, today we just got out of a lunch appointment and it, that one lunch appointment opened up a massive opportunity for us from our real estate side of things. So you never know by getting around the right people, how quickly things can change. Um, and you hear that, but, but it's really tried and true. Hey, just in closing, uh, what's been one of the greatest resources in your real estate investing career? Resources. Yeah. It could I mean, be people, uh, book, could be anything. I mean, look, it's, it, it comes down to mindset, right? I mean, everyone is going to tell you, re- read the rich dad, poor dad book, you know, because I, I think it opens, it. <laughs> <laughs> it opens up your mind, right? I mean, especially for somebody from Germany, man, where everything is just so different, right? Like here, like invest in assets, man, invest in assets. So, um, and don't just work for 70 years of your life for a corporation or so. I, th- I think that's a huge resource, but in the end, See where you want to go. See the people that are already there, you know, and those should be a resource. Those yeah. should be the people that you should buy into, that you should follow, that you should be exposed to their free content, whatever it is. Just look who's already made it, man. It's 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 really no rocket science. I know we uh, discussed about this earlier in the podcast episode, but just in, uh, to summarize this, what's the best way someone can learn about multifamily freedom chasers, get in touch with you? Yeah. So two things, right? Number one is, man, go to Google and put in multifamily freedom chasers. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to find our Facebook group. You're going to find our YouTube channel. So we're going to use our YouTube channel just as a, basically as a dump for all of our Zooms that we've been doing because it's all free, man. We're not going to create a Zoom vault. We could put it all out there so people can see what we've done. People can see where we came from. You know, you should see yeah. our first Zooms on there, man. Uh, <laughs> and where we are today. Um, so if you want to know how to get started in multifamily real estate, we have a four or five part sequence out there on YouTube. And you can always reach out to me directly. If you want to get activated, reach out on Instagram, Marcel underscore the underscore activator. I, love um, that. Uh, I mean, I, you can reach out to me anytime. I respond personally and uh, I'm just another people, another average Joe like everybody else. It sounds like he's the Terminator though. <laughs> Marcel, the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? The activator. <laughs> you just That's say that great, because man. of my German accent, because of Arnold, right? <laughs> I know it does. Om- I know it, it just all of it. It That's just true. works. That's true. Dude, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, we're excited to get you and Trevor back on later in a couple months, uh, later this year to see the progress you've made. But thanks for your time today. Let's go. You guys are crushing it. I love this. awesome awesome thank you thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the reinvest podcast hit those five stars on our profile if you enjoyed our content and make sure to stay tuned every first and third tuesday of the month for new episodes and if you want to get in touch with us go to our linkedin or facebook profiles and shoot us a message we will see you next time